Welcome to Sonata Secrets with Henrik Chilham, unlocking the world of classical music. Invention number four in D minor by John Sebastian Bach is a quite popular piece, probably because it's very rhythmic and a little bit aggressive. So we have the subject is these 16th notes, starting with a scale up and a leap down and then back up and a scale down. So there's a lot of energy in those 16th note subject. And the cadre subject is 8th notes that comes in the right hand when the left hand enters with the subject. And we get these two types of, of voices, 16th notes and 8th notes, pretty much for the full piece. And if we look at the big picture, it's three sections that are separated with these cadential points. So we start in D minor and then there's a clear cadence in F major, that's the start of the second section. And we get these long trills, first in the right hand and then the left hand. Then there's a cadence in A minor and that's the third section. Uh, and then it ends in D minor, goes back to where it starts, of course. So I'm now going to play this piece in a slightly slower tempo with the analysis up on the score. So you can try to follow the different subject and counter subject when they occur in the music. Now let's look at a few things in more detail here. And first of all, you can think of these subject and counter-subject small isolated cells as a kind of jigsaw puzzle pieces. And especially the connecting parts of the pieces, they need to fit together. And the way Bach fits them together, sometimes he needs to change the kind of ending segment of the parts so they fit together. So first we have the subject stated three times in the alto first then in the tenor and then in the soprano and now the this voice is going to continue with the subject as you can see well it's 90% the subject the first note is different in order to fit together because Bach wants a D minor harmony here so if we would have used the subject as it is in the beginning, the full scale of it, it would be C-sharp or uh, some form of C. Uh, so with the D minor, this is a dissonance that's like not allowed in counterpoint. So that's why we need to, uh, Bach needs to alter it and we get this start of the subject with a falling third. 
and now again. So you feel this is less dissonant than in the beginning, this raw aggressive scale. Okay, after this sequence. Now we get the subject in the left hand. We get actually the same sequence with the falling third start. And the right hand plays this. This is like a new puzzle piece that Bach throws in the mix um, to get something new because it's not part of the subject, it's not part of the counter subject. It's maybe closely related to the subject because it's a scale, but it's not the exact contour of the subject. Okay, we end up on the cadence in F major here. Now, this second section, we get these trills in the right hand, uh, the subject in the left hand. What is this? This is the, the great feature of inversion that you maybe remember from the first inversion in C major. So it takes the subject, uh, normally it starts with a scale up and then the leap, but now we start with a scale down. It's really cool and like mathematically beautiful how you get these nice symmetries. So Now again just a sequence going down, now this is the subject in normal version again. Okay now this second section it's um, slightly more free than the first section. So the first section is you can say quite strict counterpoint exposition. We get the subject stated three times then a sequence in the right hand and the sequence in the left hand. Pretty, pretty straightforward like that. And now in the second section we get these trills that are uh, like interesting, there's something new and then the other hand just continue going. And here we get a really long actually preparation for the next cadence which is in A minor. So when we reach this E it's the dominant to A minor and it's so much energy with this uh, minor second trill. so much energy down there and it's really cool long preparation the right hand starts with a C comes down here and then D E like it goes upward moves upward slowly until the G sharp and now we get four bars uh, actually a, a long cadence so it's E dominant minor, now D minor, the fourth subdominant, dominant, A minor. There's a really long time preparing the A minor and the final two bars here is, is another uh, interesting uh, mechanism, it's called a hemiola. So instead of two short bars in triple time, like we have here, three eighths, it's a quick triple time, instead of two bars of that we get the feeling of one bar in three, but longer beats. So instead of, we get the feeling of one bar in three, two, three, one. Uh, it's quite complicated because we also feel the, 
the short triple time. So it's like two rhythmic things at the same time. But the right hand is clearer, the hemiola. Now together. It, you can feel it like in both ways. So if I play it really clearly as a hemiola. And now you get a little bit of the triple time in the left hand. So. Great stuff there. Okay, now the third section. We start in A minor, but we're going to end the piece in D minor. We know that for sure. So A minor is quite close. It's just flip it to A major and it's the dominant to D minor. And we get that after just four or five bars. Uh, we get the final statement in D minor here. But now uh, with the, concerning the material, Bach throws in even more new material. The right hand does this. And then the left hand. So this is, we haven't had that before. It's kind of an upgrade version of the counter subject, uh, I would say, because this counter subject is all eighth notes. And here we have this dotted eighth notes and it's increasing the energy with these uh, different rhythms now. And it's also like a diminished uh, harmonies here. For the final section, there is one really surprising harmony it comes here after the A chord here. It's a B flat major, it's a deceptive cadence from A is the dominant 5 to 6. And also, the right hand is really breaking free here from the the material of the counterpoint with these notes. It's gravitating around this C sharp, so to really establish the A major as the dominant, so that's how we get a really nice effect of the B flat major uh, next bar. And now basically just a cadence in D minor, we get G minor, so four, five, one cadence. with a low D as well. So now I'm gonna play through the piece again in uh, what I like as a more concert tempo. watching Sonata Secrets. The Patreon shoutout goes to my newest Sonata Patreons, Jay Dalk and S. Yao.